0: Today's sher mixture buriyomi is daf Pei dalad omud bays and we are finishing up imetsa in the second volume of mr buru simon kufai and we begin with the muhaber Sivvav. the muhaber writes the person ate a meal and he didn't have salt with this meal shaso he ate drank beverages loshosomaim he didn't have water with these beverages during the daytime if he had these meals during the day without water or without salt after a meal, so then he should be concerned about halitosis, about bad breath, Ubalaila, and at nighttime if he has this, he should be concerned as well about this halitosis, about this bad breath, but also as well askra, also as well for diphtheria. says of the appearish holy, some sort of a choking type of an illness which many translate as diphtheria. Now, as we'll see in a moment, this is not halacha lemaisa. So we don't practice this, but the mechaber does bring this down over here. So if somebody does have salt after the meal, lo shouldn't take the salt with his thumb. The gudel is the thumb. The Ramok tells us the names of the five fingers. The gudel is the finger that is the thick finger, that is the thumb. Next to it is the pointer finger, etzba, who le We call this the pointer finger in Hebrew, etzba. The middle finger is known as the ama finger, it's the long finger. And that's how we measure an ama, a cubit, on a person. We measure it from the tip of their distal middle finger. The kmitsa is the finger next to the middle finger towards the pinky, and this is hasomuch next to the small finger, it's called the kmitzah, because when you take the kmitzah, the handful of flour in the base Hamikdush, they would wipe away the excess that you picked up in your handful with the ring finger. So the kmitzah is known as the ring finger, zeres hu and the pinky is the, is the zeres, the small finger on the hand. So these are the names of the five fingers. So when a person does take salt at the end of the meal, as the Mechaber suggests that we do based upon the Shibali Alekit and various other sources. So when one has this don't do it with the thumb. The person could end up burying his children if he takes the salt with his thumb. The lobazeris, Don't have it with the pinky. The lanius. This is going to be a uh, negative school of poverty. A person could unfortunately become impoverished by having the salt with his pinky. likewise. The lobe beetzba. The Don't take it with your pointer finger because this is bad for shindalad. It will lead to this shindalit What is shindalad? So if you look at the asterisk at the bottom of the Deir Shu Mishnah Bura, he brings. Down this is the gears that we have, and it means, according to the Kaf Chaim shvicha's domim. It could lead Rahman of Islam to somebody being killed. However, there are many other Rachmonim that had the Gears over here shin reish, and they explain this as shchin ra. This is brought down the name of the El Yerabba and the name of the Mabusha Yontif, and also this is brought down by the Shulchan Orach and the Orach that this is some sort of a tzaraas type of, a, of an illness over here that it could be leading to if you go and take it with this finger, with the pointer finger. However, in the Shiboli Aleket, he brings down that it's L'Shem Ra. Shin Resh is L'Shem Ra. He brings it down from the Machsik Bracha, who brings it down to the name of the Shiboli Leket in the Ksiv and as well in the Levush. And this is a bad name. It will lead to a bad Sheim Ra for a person. So therefore, don't have it with your pinky, don't have it with your pointer finger or your thumb, Elo Ba'ama, better to have it with the middle finger or or the ring finger. Now that's what the Machabra tells us. However, the Ramon now tells us, we've already learned previously, nowadays we don't do this, and we in fact do not have the custom of having water at the end of a meal where we drank other beverages, or specifically to have salt at the end of a meal where we had food. The reason for this, the Mishabur explains in because all of our eatings today that we have, they already have salt in them. Likewise, all of our beverages that we drink today, for example, like beer, or medvash, or or other beverages, more they already have water added to them. And therefore, therefore, one should not. Be concerned, one doesn't have to be concerned at all about having salt and water at the end of the meal because all of our foods already have salt and water within them and this entire sif of the machaber is not halachal amaysa. I. What about if it doesn't have water or it doesn't have salt added to them? Meu. Even in that situation, the Mishnah Brewer brings down the famous Morgan of rum, Be'lav hachi. Even if this isn't the case, your beverage doesn't have water added to it. Your food doesn't have salt added to it. Nevertheless, ain't la hakbid One does not have to be mockbit about this nowadays. ha idna nowadays nishtanu hativayim. Nature has changed, and in fact, one does not have to be concerned about this. And this is in fact brought down by many Gedoli HaPoskim. The Allah brings this down as well and he brings us the name of the Primagodim and the Morgim Giborim too and uh, all the Poskim I didn't see any Poskim that said that one needs to be Nisar on this nowadays. I did see in the Piskei Shuvah he brings down that there is a school over here that you won't Forget your learning, or you'll remember the learning that you forgot if you have salt on the table at the end of the meal. But certainly, this is not something that one needs to be concerned about, according to all the postscript that I've seen. And this, in fact, seems to be the halochalam Isa. The Tshuva does break down, and we'll learn this in a moment in Kuf Pei, that one should leave the salt on the table until after benching. That concludes Simon Kufay and Tess, and now we go to Simon Kuf Pei. Dine Piruria pas. the halochas of the bread that's left on the table. Now, the Mechaber starts off and tells us, Ein hamapa v'halechem One should not remove the tablecloth or the bread from the table until after one has completed benching. The Mishnah Bruh in Sivkat and Aleph explains, So it should be recognizable and visible to everybody. Achas agadol, in that in this way, when you have the bread on the table, it's clear and evident that you're thanking HaKadosh like Baruch Hu, for the tremendous chesed that he's done for us, the kindness that he's done to us, and the great goodness that he's done to us, that he prepares our food and the food for all of his creatures. Furthermore, likewise, a bracha can, so to say, take effect on nothing. You need to have something over there. And what's the raya for this? He brings down the famous story from Tanakh. This is the famous story with Elisha and the Isha shunamis. The Isha shunamis was the widow of Ovadja Hanovi. Ovadja Hanavi took care of 100 neviim in the times of Elio. And, he impoverished himself to pay for and take care of all these Neviim. And when he passed away, the debtors came to go and take away the children from the widow. And she went to Elisha to see how he would be able to help her. And he said, go and gather all the barrels that you can and take a pach shem and a little bit of oil and pour into all those barrels and they will continuously, miraculously fill up. And that's in fact what happened. But he didn't say, just go and fill up the barrels by themselves. Miraculously he had to have some oil to start off the miracle. So to say over here, we have the same idea. The bracha has to be chal on some that's why we leave the bread on the table. Deir foot number one brings down If the people are in fact eating on many different tables, so then the Kavachayim brings down that it's inadequate to just leave the person who's benching to leave bread on his table and all the other tables they take away the bread. That's not correct unless, he says, unless they're actually removing all the tables. For example, they said sometimes at the chasna, everybody goes to the table of the chasna and kala to do the sheva brachos, and they actually start putting away all the other tables. So in that situation, it's not a problem, as well as if sort of, brings this down, then it's okay if they don't have bread on those tables, because the tables aren't there, and you should just leave bread on the table that you're doing the sheva brachos in that situation he does bring down the name of the Kafachayim what i mentioned before in the Piskechuvos, chuvos that you should leave the salt on the table and he brings us down the name of the of shallah ain lahasim yashulchan you shouldn't take the salt away from the table, because this way it's like the Mizbeach. The Mizbeach, it said, On the Mizbeach, he brought salt on the Korbanos, so to over here our table, our Shulchan, acts as a Mizbeach for us, so we should leave the salt on the table. In addition, it brings down, it's a mugging, it's a shield of protection, from bad things happening to a person. However, this is true only when you're dealing over here with bread. And in fact, the Halacha brewer brings down the of ram that this is specifically, the of Avram Mibachach, that this applies only to a bread meal. And here in foot number one at the end, he brings down, what about if you're making an alamilchia? You had cookies, and now you're making an alamilchia. Do you have to have some cookies left on the table? So Vayashiv Yashiv says, no. Ain't Tzarek lahashim in if it's something other than bread, you don't have to leave some of that food on the table. And he says, this is also the opinion over here, of the Sheilu S'thuvah's Salmas Chaim. The Mishnah Si in Sif Bez writes, "Call writes, mi past al shulchanu. if somebody doesn't leave some bread on the table, Roa simon liolam. then that person will not be successful. he won't see Simon bracha. he won't see good things happen to him forever. The Mishnah Bur explains in Sive cotton Bays that you should leave some food on the table, some bread on the table, kidei so it should be ready and available to give to a poor person should he come as Chazal have told us, somebody stays a long time at his table, that's a schooler for a long life. Why? Because, because maybe a poor person will come, and the Yavlo you'll have immediately ready and available, giving the poor person some food. And he says further, Likewise, so you should be able to thank HaKodesh Baruch Hu, Achasto, on the kindness, that he's given to us from his great goodness. He gave us to eat to satiety, when we still have left over. As it says, as it's said that we eat, and yet we still have left over. Now, Chavetz over here in Oz Gimel in the Sharetzio, brings down that Lefizet, based upon this idea that you're giving something to the poor person who may come to the table, Lechachila, you should make sure that the psis and the food that you have left on the table, lo it shouldn't be only crumbs and very tiny, tiny pieces. You should leave enough, Kidei that you could give to a poor person something significant. The issue foot number two brings down, what happens if there's no Oni present? But motzi Oni Loa Shiori If there is no poor person present to give him the, the bread and there would be there for a chashash You're not going to know what to do with the bread then It's going to get wasted So he brings down from the safer Oznidberu, in this situation Ain't Then don't leave the bread on the table You can put it away, package it away for later on And he says this is also the opinion of Rolayashev and Rosh Sheinberg's However, he brings down in the shaleh's oz nidbru, furthermore, sheish l'alniach pirum, you should leave the crumbs on the table, and Rav Yashiv adds to this, and he says, sh'tzoruch pisisim sheish don't leave just tiny minuscule crumbs, but you should leave crumbs that have some significance to them. Mimei sh'tpirurim dakim ma'od, if they're really tiny crumbs, en lehem chashivus, that doesn't have the status of being important at all, they're like dust, and Zenech shashir, and that's not called leaving something on the table. Mr. Yisivka in Gimel writes, you won't see a in bracha, as the pasuk is brought down, this is from Iov, Perik, Hav, Pasuk, Chof, there's nothing left on the table, there's no place, so to say, for Hashem's goodness to go, and continue. The cause of Shalom, the Shalom brings down a beautiful idea, you should give to the poor person, good stuff that you have on the table, don't give him the leftovers, don't give him the stuff that you're going to throw away anyway, but you should give him the really good stuff, and he says this is especially true in Mu'ani Choshef, he's an important poor person. And in this fashion, you'll show him that you're really excited and happy that he's joining you at the table, and he won't feel bad that he's a poor person. he has to have a handout in order to eat, but he'll feel that you're treating him properly. And the Shalok continues and he writes, I personally praise those communities, shemar zikin lomdim Bachurim al that go and host the boys from the yeshiva at the tables. Kol all year long, and they treat them like their own children. In this way, the balabais over here is going to be yotzei two ideas. Number one, mitzvah He's going to give out food to Anim. And further, number two, got mitzvahs al make sure that the words of Torah are said at this table. The stam on you, because. Almost certainly, all the children, these poor boys over here, are all poor, and they need obviously the help in, in feeding them. So, as aniyim, you're doing this great mitzvah of aniyim. And certainly, they're going to say divrei on the table. And in this way, that which you eat on the table in the morning and at night, your table will really be like mizbeach that you bring the korban tovish uh, shachus and korban tovish shabai in this fashion. At This is the conclusion of the words of the Shallah, the Huvab El as they are brought down in the Al So there's a beautiful custom. They used to call this kest, and the people in the town would host the boys from the yeshiva on a regular basis. And this is a beautiful idea and a beautiful custom as the Shallah brought down. Now we go back to the Mechaber. The Mechaber tells us, this idea of leaving bread on the table, that's true, there's bread on the table. However, if there is no bread on the table, pas don't go and look for a loaf of bread, a full loaf of bread, and bring it to the table, if there is nothing on the table. And in fact, if you do this, the Mechaber says, it looks like Yachas HaSholom is serving Avodah Zorov here. Shinema, as the pasuk says, HaOrochim Lagad Shulchan. Now this pasuk is from Yeshaya. Perach Samachei, pasuk Yenalav. Diyashu footnote number 3, at the end of the first paragraph, has the wrong notation. He says, Perach Samachvav, it's actually Perach Samachei, so if you want to change this in your Diyashu Mishnabruah, please do so. The Mishnabruah in Sivkat and Dalit explains, wrote to Lomar, If you already have Pieces of bread on the table, and then you go and take a shleima. That's incorrect. However, ain't But if there is no bread on the table, it's totally gone. Then mutulaviyafilushleima. Then this din of the mechaber is not applicable. One should and can go and bring bread on the table. And he says in the name of the Zohar, b'shem shetov You certainly should do so l'chachilah if there is no bread on the table you shouldn't bring bread as we just said the same thing applies if you already have a shleim on the table then don't bring pieces of bread to the table likewise you don't have to leave the crumbs on the table if you have a full bread on the table However, he brings down, he brings down over here in the name of the Taz and other achronim, that we are mekel on this. You don't have to take them off from the table. The crumbs and the pieces of bread can stay there if you have a full loaf of bread. And he says this is especially true of Bifra On Shabbos certainly not a problem to leave them on the table Bivad al Yesir when you shouldn't take them off Adliyach, abichas, amazan, until after the benching. And this is true or this is true with the pieces or the entire Shlema, because Yodim shabishu, Shabbos from Menoch. Everybody knows that it was placed over here because of the honor of Shabbos. The issue foot number three adds after the benching, the bargain of Roman brings down in the name of the Arizal, that he would still leave on the table the crumbs. However, he would remove the Shlema. And the Kafa Chaim explains in the name of the Arizal that if a person leaves the Shlema on the table overnight, that fulfills this idea from Yeshaya, like la'gad Shulchan, that a person goes and brings his table, sets up his table for Avodah Zorah. This God was the name of an Avodah So one shouldn't do that. And here's where the Diyushah footnote has the wrong uh, notation. It should be Perak HaSama Chayin Yeshaya Pasuk Yilalak. Then he says, are you allowed to take off the crumbs from the table on Shabbos? Is it a problem of muktza? So he brings down from the simen shunches, Shulchan Simon Shunches, Shemutul L'til Tuleim O You are allowed to remove the crumbs from the table. It's not a problem of muktza. Shari Behemah Because they're not really totally Muktzah. they could be given to an animal. What happens if a person doesn't have a pet? Nevertheless, when Nisan Karlis Shlita brings down, Shebisha'a Sassu ain't a It's not muktsa at the time of the meal, therefore it's not considered muktsa now, and therefore after the meal it's not considered muktsa as well. He says, in a situation where it is muktsa, the Mishnah Brewer still brings down that you're allowed to take it off the table because it's something disgusting to you. It has the status of like a chamber pot or a diaper, and you'd be allowed to remove it because it's disgusting. Sif Gimel, the Mechaber writes, "Kodim sheyitoyadav Yichaber Abayis." Before a person washes his hands, Ma'ay Machronim, he should clean the table. He should clean the house. The Mishnah in Sif Kat and Vav explains, "This is Kodim sheyitoyadav." He's talking about the Ma'ay Machronim, as I just said. And Sif Kat and says, "You should clean the house, Mokum sheachlusham, the place where you ate." Now, im heisebo agabe karka, if they would lean on the floor like they did in those days, then mechabdenas a karka, then you'd clear away the crumbs from the floor. Oim heisebo ashulcham, if they ate at the table, mechabdenas ashulcham, then you clean the table off from the crumbs, mishiuri acholim from all the. Over foods, that are, are spread out over there on the table brought down the name of Rashi the Tamidi Rebbe Niyon and Perish, they explain as follows this type of uh, cleaning up over here was in a situation where they would move the table before they would wash and say the bechasamozum. And in that situation, then you have to clean the crumbs off from the floor. Because you're concerned that the bread crumbs are on the floor over there. And that's why the Mechaber is going to say in a moment that when we don't remove the table, you don't have to clean the floor underneath the table. On the floor underneath the table but when you're washing mymahronum on the table itself and they could get the crumbs wet as is our custom nowadays Lu so if you do have to remove the crumbs from the table kame, as we'll learn in a moment. Now let's read the rest of the Mitzvah Haver. Don't leave the crumbs there or either on the floor if you're going to remove the table or on the table if you don't remove the table because when you pour the maimachronim you could get those crumbs disgusting. And even though you'd be allowed to throw them away, we have to be concerned here that the shamus might be an Amaritz. and by the way you are allowed to use an Amaritz shamus over here so the waiter is not going to know the halacha he's going to see that you're not careful about the little crumbs, he won't be careful about the bigger pieces that have a kazais in them, and therefore he'll go make them go to waste as well therefore remove them all from the beginning, and this way they won't be destroyed then the Mechaber says, nowadays we do it differently, we don't remove the table, we just clear off the table. And we wash our hands in the sink, in the kitchen, where there aren't any crumbs, and therefore, and therefore we don't have to be concerned about this at all. However, the Mishnah in says, originally they used to remove the table. They would move the table from all the people that it would... Gathered there, but they wouldn't remove it from in front of the person that would bench, as we've learned already. That we don't do this. Then the sif katan writes if you are sitting over there. Nowadays that we do wash. Or hands Maya Machronim on the table, Ap who should past then you should remove the crumbs from the table where you're washing the Maya Machronim, in order masu me uchanal so that they shouldn't get the crumbs that are on the table all dirty and disgusting from the water of the Maya Machronim. And he adds, certainly, you should leave the bread on the table as we've already explained. But leave it be echad. You should leave it in a place shemunach ad where it won't get wet from the mayim achronim, as we've already learned in Sifalev. Leave it in a place far away from where you're washing mayachronim, so you won't run into any problem over here. Meitz Shem will pick up over here tomorrow. That concludes today's shir.